This morning, I am going to teach, preach, and declare on something I titled, God is leading you, but expect giants on your way. I repeat, God is leading you, but expect what? Giants on your way. Okay? We are going to look at several scriptures, and I'm also going to take my time out to teach you on some things I think we should be able to understand. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. The entrance of your word bring forth light and understanding to the simple. Speak to us, teach us, educate us, empower us. Remove from us things that will not bless us. In Jesus' name, Satan, I bind you. I cast you to dry lands. In Jesus' name, amen. Numbers 13, verse 26. 13, verse 26. It says, And when they came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kedesh, and brought back words unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land where thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the sons of Anax there. 29. The Amalekites dwell in the land on, of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorite dwelled in the mountain, and the Canaanite dwelled by the sea, and by the sea of Jordan. 30. And Caleb stilled the people, stilled the people before Moses, and said, Let us go up and once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. 31. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. 32 says, And they brought up an evil word. They brought an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up what? Inhabitants. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Therefore, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great blood, statues, and there were, we saw the giants, the sons of what? Which came of, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as what? And so we were in what? Now watch surface what you are. If you see yourself a grasshopper before your enemies will eat you up. And if you see yourself as a, a giant, you overcome. Now, I want to start by saying to you that anything God gives you, be very well assured that God has a way of keeping it. But you have to know what his principles are to enable to keep what he has given to you. Now, you will notice something here. God had already given them the land. He had already given them the land. Now, already means that it is in your possession. But what you do to manifest what he has given to you is on you. I repeat myself. God has given you whatever you need in this life. But what you do manifests this stuff. There's a difference. Manifest is to bring about what 
has been hidden. To manifest means to bring about that which has been hiding. To manifest means to unveil the, the curtain behind what is holding that thing from the world seeing it. Who you are is a manifestation of God's grace. What you are is a manifestation of your sacrifice. Who you are is a manifestation of God's grace. What you are is a manifestation of your sacrifice. Now, one thing you go to understand is that there are in church are two kinds of persons. There are people who operate on passion. There is the godly passion and the ungodly passion. Passion. What is passion? Is an emotional drive and it's a force. It's an emotional drive and it's also a force. It energizes your dream. Passion energizes your dream. But there's a difference between godly passion and the worldly passion. Now, godly passion is the passion that is driven by a principle. I want you to take notes. I will teach you now. Be ready to take notes. Be ready to. I have a whole lot to tell you. Now, emotions does not solve problems. Emotions create problems. Don't be emotionally attached to anything. Now, are you saying, Pastor, I should not be emotional when I want when I'm uh, 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 and what? Maybe I, I'm angry. I'm gonna show you something that got out of hand. I'm gonna show you why Moses did not make the promised land. Some of you here will not make it. Some of you will backslide the way you are going with your emotions. But I pray this morning that you will adjust your emotions to principle in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, these emotions that we have are God-given, but be demonic-driven. Your emotion can be demonic-driven. Let me tell you how it can be demonic-driven. Once it does something that does not please God, it is demonic driven. Bible says in Hebrew 11.6 Without faith it is impossible to what? To please God. And he that cometh unto him must believe that he is and he is what? A rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Now, I'm going to show you something here. Principle means prince. Means a prince with an order. Are you with me this morning? I'm gonna go deep. Principle means prince, and every prince has a rule. And anytime that prince establishes a rule, it becomes a principality. <laughs> every prince has a principle. When he establishes that principle, it becomes a principality. And every principality governs a domain. Am I teaching this one? <laughs> Is that not what you want? You want some teaching. Every prince has a principle, and every principle gives birth to a principality. And every principality controls a domain. 
There is a principality controlling Edgewood, which I dislodged last night. Last night I dislodged him. He was the prince, but his principle has been broken. And his power has been shattered. Now, why is it that Satan establishes others through principalities? It's because Satan is not everywhere. It's only God that is everywhere at every time. But Satan is quicker than light. Because remember the Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he says, I saw Satan fall like light. He's faster than lightning because he's still an angel and still has the demon. Now, you might ask yourself, does Satan still possess the same power he had? No. He possessed the power that was given to Adam, that Adam gave to him. That's what he's using against you. His own was stripped when he fell from heaven like lightning. Are you getting something this morning? So when you hear Satan telling, talking to you, it's because Adam sold him the right to speak to you. That's why he establishes order by principalities. Who are principalities? Principalities are scattered forces giving different assignments to establish darkness. Bible says in the book of Romans, don't be overcome with evil, but over evil be good. Is that what Bible says in Romans? Now, I want you also to know that that's why Jesus said, I am the prince of peace. Means that every prince of darkness is a prince of evil. Only Jesus is the prince of peace. Every prince of trouble, every prince of disease, Every prince of frustration, every prince of disappointment, I bind them in the name of Jesus. You like this? I think you like this. You like this. You don't like this. I'll give you more of this. I have a whole lot. Now, why does Satan operate by order? Let's open our Bibles to Job chapter 10, verse 22. Job chapter 10, verse 22. Job 10, verse 22. Job 10 verse 22. Job is before the book of Psalms. Hallelujah. Job chapter 10 verse 22. Are you getting something here this morning? The prince of darkness in your life will be broken this morning. The prince of poverty over your life will be shattered this morning. He will come out with a song of victory. Look at what he says. A land of what? No, let's go up from verse 18. Let's go from verse 18. It says, Wherefore then hast thou brought me forth out of the womb? This was Job talking to God. Oh, that I have given up the ghosts. I know I had seen me. As 19 says, I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. This was Job complaining when he was going through those afflictions. Now, in verse 20, he says, Are not my days to you? That's a question. Since then, and let me alone, that I may take comfort a little. Before I go thence, I will not return, even to the land of darkness. And the shadow of death, in verse 20, this is what I want to say. A land of darkness, as darkness 
manifests himself. And of the shadows of death, without any order, where the light is what? Did you see that? A lamp himself that is what? That is, is light, is darkness. Now what does that mean? When you approach a new environment, or God gives you something new. Expect the kingdoms of darkness to want to establish their own order. Now, the order of darkness is darkness. What is darkness? Darkness means the absence of light. The absence of light is the absence of truth. The absence of truth is the absence of revelation and truth. Am I too fast? Now, when Satan releases a prince, his duty is to establish darkness through what is called principality. Principality means he doesn't go alone. He goes with other little forces who are called helpmates to establish those darkness. Now, when the children of Israel got to this land, God had promised them. He had given it to them. God has given you what you need. God has established what, what you have to pay a given price to get it. Now, you know I'm saying this. I have something to show you about someone. Now, how many of you know that manna from heaven? Manna. Manna from heaven. M-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. I want to explain what it means. God told me this when I... When I... The manna means... You want to hear? Man needs attention. M stands for man. N stands for needs. Attention. Man, I'm <laughs> see everybody looking at me. Man, it wasn't for God. It wasn't God. God was not eating man. God had to supply them food. So, you remember when they first cried, they were looking for attention. So God gave them manna. That's why God called the man his attention. That's why God does not feed you with manna no more. He feeds you with spiritual bread. Because he doesn't want your attention. He wants your devotion. <laughs> <laughs> you get this? So you don't need manna. Somebody don't say, God, give us manna from heaven. You don't need it. What God needs, you need from God. And what God needs from you is your relationship. Okay, let's move one step forward. When God is asking you to move, before God asks you to do anything, there are two things he gives you. Write this down, you will need it. God gives you occupation that gives you an expansion. God gives you occupation to give you expansion. Occupy till I come. The Bible says, right? Then Jesus said, go. When you are fully occupied, he said, go ye into the world. There are two times in the Bible when God had to give man a global vision. Not an, just an, he gives man a global vision. Number one, this Genesis 1, 26 to 28, God gave man, he said, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the earth, and over every crippled thing, and over all the earth. Man did not do it, but Jesus came in Matthew chapter 28 and, and Mark chapter 16, he said, go ye into all the world. He didn't limit it. You are unlimited. God gives you occupation before he gives you expansion. Receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Some of you look at strange. Occupation means 
you occupy it till I come. You take it by force. I'm going to show you a scripture where it talks about occupying. Let's open our Bibles to Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. Are, are you with me this morning? Oh Lord, I see people writing. I see a lot of people writing. Whoa. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. I have as a matter of fact two scriptures I'm going to give you. Joshua 1 3. Joshua chapter 14 verse 9 and Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 24. But I am going to connect all these scriptures together. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 3 he says listen to me every one of you if you are dead say amen. He said every place did he say some? What did he say? Say it like you mean it. Talk to your neighbor and tell your neighbor. That means that every place that the soul of what? Whose foot? Put your name. Whose foot? Shall what? Tread upon. That have I what? As I, I was with what? With Moses. What God is saying is that when you get to a place, occupy it. Look for the principles to occupy the place. Once you occupy that place, don't get comfortable, expand. Bible says, ye shall be witnesses where? In Jerusalem. Then what happens next? You now move by expanding so when they saw the land, God was telling them, don't just be in the wilderness. I have planned a place for you, flowing with milk and honey. I prophesy to you this morning, wherever the soul of your feet that God has given to you, no man will take it away from you. I say no man will take it away from you. No man will take your husband away from you. No man will take your wife from you. No man will take your children from you. You will arrive at your original destiny. Destination will be destiny. And destiny will call the anointing. That anointing will set you free. No destiny can be achieved without an anointing. Write that down. This thing is blowing this morning. I love it. Destination is not far from destiny. Destination is what you get to destiny. It is revelational knowledge that gives you destination. Are you with me this morning? Let's just flip again in Joshua chapter 14 verse 9. Let me show you again something. 14.9 And I'm going to show you how to occupy. Okay? 14 verse 9 says and Moses swear on that day that is Moses made a covenant on that day that what surely say surely somebody says surely say it like you mean it says surely the land wherein the 
thy feet shall what? Shredded shall be what? Thy inheritance. And thy children for what? God is not just making a promise to you. He's making a promise for your children, children. What is God saying? God is saying that I want to bless you first. You enjoy it and live enough for 10 generations. You will not be poor in 2013. Your riches will come in the name of Jesus. Hmm. I've seen where the employee become the employer. I turn it around. Then he goes, he says, look at, but I will wholly follow, no, he says, and the children forever, because that has wholly followed who? There's a condition. You can't live in sin and expect God to bless your generation. You can't. You can't live in sin and expect God to transfer your wealth. You can't live your life waywardly and expect God to take from you because God has nothing to take from you when you are a sinner. He has something to transfer to another generation when you are a righteous. That was why Jesus said, all that the Father has is mine. Because he was holy. God shares holy things with holy people. Did you hear what I said? God shares what? Holy things because the blessings of God is holy. And when it becomes, you become holy, you begin to share in holy blessings. Now, the question is that why did the children of Israel, after they saw the giant, decided to run back? I'm going to share what happened. And I see it happening to some of us here. When God makes a promise to you, there are three things you must prepare yourself in doing. Write that down. You will need it. Number one, go find out what is called divine revelation concerning that thing. Divine revelation means you got to go and look for the concept, the idea, and the insight of that thing. You want to become a business mogul or you want to become a business tycoon. Go and look for the concept of that business. Because that concept has an idea. That idea has an insight. Woo. There are three things you must look for. Concept, idea, and what? An insight. My goodness. Now, insight only comes when you're a child of God. God does not give insight to unbelievers. Hallelujah, somebody. I said hallelujah, somebody. Are you with me? Now, I want to show you something that happened. There was an exchange of something that happened in Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 28 and Mark chapter 16. God exchanged something for something to put you where you are. God did not just give you dominion in the second Adam. He gave you two things. 
Are you ready for it? It's heavy. Let me first draw your attention back to the book of Genesis, the book of the beginning. Genesis is the first book of the Bible. Genesis 1.26. Let me show you what God gave you first. And what he exchanged one thing among what he gave you. Now, in 26 he said, and God said, let us make man in our image. I am his aged after our likeness. And let them. Now, the word let means you have to make yourself available to get it. Are you with me? Church, are you with me this morning? Let them. When God says let them, God is saying that it is not more me, I have given it. It is you now to make yourself available to get it. Now look at the next statement. It says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now, you are in control of the sea. That was why Jesus, when that tempest came, Jesus did not think twice to run under the boat. He came out of the boat and said, Peace be still. And the people said, What manner of man is Jesus? Even the sea and the wind obey him. Now, he gave them dominion over what? The sea, not waters. Let me go. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You can't control that. But the sea is troubled. Your sea is your trouble. Your water is your coolness. The reason why the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, it means out of your belly shall flow peace everlasting. Are you getting something out of it? If you're getting something, just say amen with me. Because he told the, 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 the sea, say peace, be still. Now, you will notice that he said to him in the next, he says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air. The air was controlled. Remember, the Bible talks in the book of Ephesians about the prince of the power of the air. Every prince of the power of this earth, we pull it down in the name of Jesus Christ. That is, it will not control your thoughts. Did you hear me say that? Now, it goes forward to say now, and over the cattle, even lion. That's how man can tame lion today. And over every crippled thing that crippled upon this earth, look at verse 27. And God created man. Look at the statement. The statement changed. Make went from to create. 26 said, let us make. 27 said, let us create. What's the difference? Let's look at the difference. Make form a body. Create means put a spirit. It is the spirit that is a man that controls his destiny, not his flesh. Are you getting something out of this? <laughs> okay, let's go further. I said, and God created man in his own image. That is, man became another speaking spirit like God. And look, the next thing I said, and in who? You came from God. 
statement. The statement said, and God created man in his own image. In. That is, you were in God when God was creating you. You are living in success, but you need to manifest the success. That's what God is saying. Amen, somebody. And say, in what? It says, in the image of God created him, him. 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 Two things happen. God gave you your own personality within his own personality. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are two he, he, two persons there. Look at it 27 and say, in he, him. You are the small he. He put his big him on your small him. Male and female created that. Look at this other one now. 28 says, and God blessed. God took out of his abundance and gave to you. Pastors, you didn't have it before you had yours. God did not give you what belonged to him, but God gave you what belonged to him for you to use. Blessed. Because God would have said blessing to you. He said blessed means that what he uses is what he gave you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Before he is sick, under the sound of my voice, loose! Let the bound of sickness and disease be broken. Let chains snap. Let it snap open. The gate where you are held bound, where chains have been put around your leg, your arm, your head, your mind, your imagination. Be broken. 